Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis of Velosos on social media. Welcome back to Sav 50 Podcast on Soul Gunner Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. First of all, I think about things kind of analytically. I'm like, well, what is it working? Like, you know, what do I need to do? And everything's kind of an experiment. I don't tend to throw things out, <laughs> you know, and just try something new. I mean, unless there's a really bad problem with the pattern. You just heard from Christina or C.Pekas on Instagram as she was featured on the Sober 50 Instagram account as a guest editor recently. Sober 50 intersects with all communities on Instagram. We're so over ageism. Many thanks to the Patreon supporters of this podcast. Their support each month ensures that this podcast is available free. Each month will find you faster when you use the hashtag Sober 50 and the month at the end of the hashtag. All one word because we're all one world. I hope you did see Christina as the guest editor on the Sober 50 account earlier this year showcasing her work. Christina, thank you for inviting me into your home today. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. Very excited to speak with you. It was really generous of you to share your active wear makes on the Sub 50 account recently. So thank you for doing that. Well, it's it's nice to reach um, other sewists who might be interested in, in sewing active wear. I don't see a whole lot of more mature sewists posting a lot of pictures of them wearing things that they've sewn for active wear. Mm. So it was nice to be able to participate. From that post, have you discovered other people who also sew active wear? I discovered some people in my area even who sew active wear. And yeah, plenty of people who want to try and haven't sewn active wear yet. Actually, probably more people who would like to try and just haven't. In your the post that you do for when you road test your active wear, I think it's really lovely how you then do a video and say, okay, this part here needs adjusting. What made you do that? I have a science background and I, I kind of like with experimenting. And I think when I first learned to sew and when I only knew about the big four patterns, they sometimes will have something about adjustments on them, mm -hmm. but it's almost like, I, do people really do that? I didn't know, you know, so I would make it up just strictly out of the package and it would not fit. I mean, I couldn't even pull it on or it would be massively baggy. Things would not even be at the right height, <laughs> you know, like the like dart wouldn't be at the right height. And I was totally lost. And then I saw another sewist um, just in passing move her camera across her pattern and it showed that she had clearly done a full bust adjustment on it. I mean, you could, you could see where she had cut and pasted other paper in. And I was like, oh, well, people really do do these things. So I just feel like, first of all, I think about things kind of analytically. I'm like, well, what is it working? Like, you know, what do I need to do? And everything's kind of an experiment. I don't tend to throw things out, <laughs> you know, and just try something new. I mean, unless there's a really bad problem with a pattern. So part of it is an experiment. And, you know, I'm going through my thought process. I don't have somebody in my house who wants to hear about this. My kids really are not interested. My spouse isn't interested. So, I, you know, talking, sharing with people who might also be interested. And then also kind of like normalizing this thing that like all these people you see, like wearing these things that fit beautifully and look perfect on them, 
they're making adjustments. I mean, I didn't know that. I thought it was only me. Like I was weird. <laughs> so I like, kind of like normalized the fact that no, it's okay to sew it in a little bit or to, to leave a bigger seam allowance and or to, to uh, sew in your underwear so you can like keep putting things on and off, you know, as you go. So, um, which is, you know, kind of a funny thing. I, since I said that one, I've heard a a million other people say they do that. You know, they end up like sewing in their underwear because, you know, they keep like trying things on and then adjusting and trying things on. So in a way, it was good that you saw that someone online did the same thing and then it sort of gave you the big tick to, yeah, I can do this too. Can or that people do do this. People are making these adjustments. It's not just that everybody else is making it per instructions and it's working perfectly for them. They're all making adjustments. You know, these people who are getting such great fit, some of them have been doing it for so long, they've made it part of their practice um, that they don't think about it. For someone, even though I've been sewing for a really long time, that whole seeing it being done and then sharing that, yes, I do that. I make adjustments. In a way, it's really fun to see you talk it through on your Mm -hmm. Instagram account when you do that video of this isn't right or that's working quite well. Well, I, I think part of the problem too is that we've almost gotten in some of the groups, we've almost gotten too far with uh, expecting perfection. And I see this in some of the bra making groups. And, you know, as someone whose size changes during the day and during the course of the month, and to be like, oh, there can be absolutely no wrinkles whatsoever on the back of your trousers or in a bra making setting, there can be no wrinkles or whatever. I mean, I guess that only works if you're standing perfectly still. So sometimes I'll try to say, yes, I know it does this, but I want the length because I need to be able to bend over during the day, you know, or something like that. Yes. I mean, I also try to point out things that I don't intend to change. I'll post something that I'm very happy with. I'm like incredibly pleased. And somebody will say, well, I think you can take in like, you know, quarter inch on the, you know, left bicep. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. You know, so I'll kind of try to talk through what I do see as a problem and what is not exactly how I like and then what is as intended. Exactly. And I think the other thing that you showcase in your posts is the fact that you use lots of your fabrics in various parts of your active wear because you can. Yeah. A lot of people commented on your color blocking and I think that was part of the effect of your using various different colors on your active wear. There are at least a couple different occasions recently for active wear where I did color blocking. It's written into the pattern for the green style sparks and the stride tights that I made recently for running. Um, I realized in Be Made May that I had one pair of shorts for running and then I had all these long tights where I live. It gets so hot and humid. It's just terrible. So I need shorts. Those have color blocking opportunities kind of in them. And then the other occasion was, you know, so I've made a bunch of shirts with, you know, you buy a thing at a yard at a time or two yards at a time. And then you end up with this little half yard that's not, you know, that's the whole width of the fabric or, or, or you end up with like a length that's the whole length that you cut out and like four inches wide. Like, what do you do with that? So, I mean, I'm certainly not the first or even the, you know, the millionth person to, to, to color block to use up scraps, but I'm trying different things with the tops that I already have to make it look intentional, <laughs> not just make a quilt and put it on, you know, for the a recent tank top I made, you know, I tried to copy some lines that I looked to see what the ready to wear athletic brands had for, you know, different colors and try to kind of copy that. And it's nice that you can also add color to a top 
by the elastic that you use as well, the trim. When a, a store near me stopped carrying diaper making supplies, they had on clearance all of these short lengths of one inch fold over elastic and diaper making fold over elastic is real sturdy so it works very well for the trim on a sports bra you can make strappy straps you know it adds to it. it's not just for looks <laughs> or to tidy up the, the seam but unfortunately it's very short I guess it's just meant to go around a baby's waist and legs maybe I used some of that and I used some regular one inch fold over elastic that I had so it was also another opportunity and also I had this red polka dot fold over elastic and I had some turquoise polka dot fold over elastic and I was like where on earth like what in my clothing I usually dress a little bit more conservatively than that where can I use that and so it was perfect trim for the sports bra so and it looks really cute when did you start sewing well I started sewing probably when I was about eight but I've taken time um, on and off I did like a quilt in seventh grade and I sewed clothing that fit poorly (laughs) When I graduated college and I moved into my apartment, I needed curtains. And I was like, well, what? I'm going to have to go buy a sewing machine. I mean, that was my only occurrence. Like, it never occurred to me to actually go to the store and buy curtains. So I was away from home. I was like halfway, probably a thousand miles away from my mom. And I just went into a local and got a refurbished new home sewing machine. And it's still the one I use today. I had no idea. I don't know if they overcharged me or what. I didn't haggle. I just bought it. And then probably about... 10 years ago, I then got back into it a lot more seriously. And by that time, the independent patterns, you know, independent pattern companies were out. Um, So I was able to get things that actually fit. And also I started, you know, and I started sewing with knits for the first time because I had always been kind of afraid of those. (laughs) And then I, and then I'm just so regularly now all the time. So when you've gone from sewing wovens to knits, what was the one thing or what were the things that actually made sense to you once you started sewing with knits? Well, yeah, I was just really afraid of it. And I I don't think I had any good reason. So I, and I first started sewing knits with a zigzag on that same new home machine that I got used in 1995. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the same one I use now. And I made something for my daughter and then I made some things for me and then I made it my first swimsuit, you know, and it's all zigzags and I can still wear that swimsuit. And it was from a big four pattern. I cut up a bra and sewed those cups in there. So, I mean, one thing I try to be in my sewing is somewhat fearless and that's really hard, but I also try to use less expensive fabric and things like that. But the zigzag seemed improbable to me. Like, is that going to work? Won't it fall apart? And, and if it's a bathing suit, oh my gosh, what if it falls apart? I'm in the pool and it just like self-destructs. Made the thing for my daughter uh, out of an old t-shirt and it worked. And I and then I made a bathing suit and it worked. And I wore it for two or three seasons. And finally, I got more tired of it. It didn't wear out. I got tired of it. I still have it. And then I ended up getting a serger and then I got a cover stitch much more recently. It seemed improbable that sewing something up with a zigzag was going to work. And that it was going to stay together and that it was going to fit, but it did. <laughs> so, and I didn't have like a special like lightning bolt stitch. A lot of people use a lightning bolt stitch. And I know now there is a triple stretch stitch on my machine. I didn't know. <laughs> so I found it online like that last year and I found out how I could drop my feed dogs, which I just learned like last year. I think that was one of the surprising things to learn to just do things with a zigzag stitch and it worked beautifully. 
That so describes your fearlessness with sewing. Yeah, well, I try. I mean, I feel like it's a constant struggle because like, what if, what if it doesn't work? What if I cut this out and I waste this fabric? I'm like, no, I'm just going to do it. I mean, like what? I have a house to live in. I'm fine. I have clothes to wear. I'll be warm enough in the winter. You know, there's nothing to be lost. I just need to try it. And actually, I have to say sewing on good quality athletic fabric, which is more expensive or good quality swim is much easier than sewing on rayon spandex or double brushed polyester. You know, I think that if people think, you know, oh, it's as much harder as going from woven to like double brushed polyester, going to swim is not true at all. Like, you know, swim is actually fairly decent one. It's not too curly. You know, it's actually not that hard to sew on. And, as, and the athletics that I used just recently were a delight. They cut very nicely with the rotary cutter. You know, there were no skip stitches. They were really nice. Sounds like you've just mentioned the rotary cutter. That's what you use when you cut through your activewear fabric? It is. Sometimes, like when I first started doing the endurance bra, I was really cautioned to worry about like the precision that you cut on a bra is much more important. So then I was actually tracing and cutting with scissors and there were smaller pieces. So it was easy to sit down and, you know, trace it and then, you know, just cut sitting down as opposed to leaning over a table with a rotary cutter. For the most part, I use projector now. My 50th birthday present to myself was like the whole setup for the projector I got a new laptop. I got a used ultra short throw projector and a cutting mat and a cart. I cut on the kitchen table so I can wheel the projector out and wheel it back. And so I have a massive, it's actually slightly larger than my table. So I have to watch not to go over the side um, cutting mat. And I use a rotary cutter for the most part with a projector. That's a great setup. It is. I had to be a little fearless with that too. I mean, there's so much help in the projectors for sewing group, but I was still like, I don't know what's going to work. And, you know, what if I use the wrong magnification, you know, Mm -hmm. and and what if I cut something too small or too big? Well, it's the same as with everything. And also I can just get a ruler out and look at the projection and be like, is that about half my body width? Yes, it is. (laughs) You know, not only am I projecting and I'm checking and I'm doing the calibration, but there's also a common sense. Does that look like it's going to fit on me? (laughs) There's a little bit of fear and listness with that. And and I know a lot of people are really scared of it, but I I like it. So do you have any favorite patterns that you use all the time for your active wear? To be fair, I actually have tested for green style a couple years ago when green style first wanted to improve their size range. I was in kind of like a focus group with them that she had that, you know, when she was asking like, what kinds of things do you want? And, um, and then since I've been um, testing for her, so it's almost always like the last pair of tights that I wear is my favorite ones because <laughs> yeah. I'll wear my strides and I'm like, okay, these are my favorite. And then I wear my sparks and then I'm like, oh no, these are my favorite. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll wear the strides again. I'm like, no, 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 it was these. And then I'll wear the Cavallo and I'm like, oh no, these are good too. <laughs> so so between the sparks, the strides and the Cavallo, the Cavallo are the ones that have no inseam seam. Yep. And the sparks are the ones that have the no front rise seam. They're smooth oh, in the yeah. front rise. So that's good if you have a pattern that has on your fabric. For sports bras, I always make the endurance. It fits. It holds me. It's good. <laughs> I have shoulders that want to dislocate. So I really appreciate I can unzip myself out of my endurance <laughs> and just like drop it without having to pull it over my shoulders. Yeah. So those are my favorite activewear patterns. I've recently been using the Love Notions Classic Tee to make some of my mesh shirts. And I've been using the green style um, 
ascend to make tank tops for running. And then uh, the Sundance jacket, when I was started running again in the spring and it was still very cold out, I was wearing the green style Sundance. I didn't ask you this at the start. What sport do you do on a regular basis? You've said running as one of them. My favorite thing to do is hiking, but I haven't been doing much of that. I usually used to go with my sister. So in the summer, we go to the pool almost every day, my kids and I go. But I'm not like swimming laps for the most part. We're just fooling around. I am the the queen of beginning to run programs. (laughs) I've done every beginning to run program. I was in the military back 25 years ago. So I had to run then. So I was an active runner and then I kind of like let it go and then I picked it up again and then I let it go. So I picked it up again because I just enjoy like being able to move and like having more power and things like that. I mean, I like to play tennis, but I hardly ever do that. It's I just general fooling around life with the kids too. <laughs> I, I'm not on any like specific sports teams or in any competitive things. Yeah, but you're trying to keep as active as your children need you to be right and it's good for them to get out and about too and I'm, I'm I'm so happy that they enjoy going to the pool too because I have always loved swimming I was on a swim team when I was in elementary school or middle school now I can make a bathing suit that has shorts and I like that I mean it's and that fits me and there's no tugging down or pulling up things like I'm already I'm already go every day <laughs> so what advice would you give people who are thinking about making their own active way some of the same advice you give everybody is go by your measurements. (laughs) People have criticized green style because they don't offer finished measurements for the pattern. Mm -hmm. The problem is when they do that, people pick the wrong size because Mm -hmm. active wear has negative ease, meaning the finished measurement of the garment is less than your body's measurement by quite a bit. Like the difference between leggings and tights too in her world is like like casual tights might have just a little bit of negative ease but if you're wearing them to run and you want them to kind of like hold things and you know prevent chafing and whatever else you might want your athletic clothes to do there's going to be quite a bit of negative ease so my first bit of advice is to go buy your measurements and then grade between sizes (laughs) it's not like when you wear elastic like linen pants that are made to be baggy and that have elastic waist you can just go by the hip and pull the rest up with the elastic but with active wear you just you really need to go by your measurements and grade and then also just be fearless about it (laughs) really tights for running or for cycling it's called compression wear which means a lot of negative ease. You look at it when it's not on you, (laughs) you might say, there's no way. (laughs) If you have fabric that's supposed to have 100% stretch or 70% stretch or something, it's going to look quite a bit smaller than than your jeans, for example, you know, when you see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. So how did you discover the Sober 50 community? I've been following Raquel Sewing and Knitting in Asia for a while. I first saw her on the Curvy Sewing Collective on Facebook And I followed her to Instagram and she was posting it. And it's funny because I thought, oh, all the cool kids are there. And at that time I was like 48 (laughs) and I was like, well, I haven't made it yet. You know, one day I'll graduate and I'll get to be with the cool kids. So yeah, like as soon as I turned 50, I was like, joined the group (laughs) and started using the the hashtag and everything else. It was through her posts and some other people's too, I think. Well, that's good. And it was really a joy to have you as a guest editor on the account. Well, it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was it was good to have you on the grid. We try and showcase various people and various types of sewing and yours fit perfectly in the whole active wear category. Yeah, it's also good to have larger sewists as well. 
I mean, because we're certainly out there and we're certainly sewing active wear. I curate my Instagram feed to show mostly sewists my own size or larger. Yeah. And then we all talk about the same thing. Oh, I need to adjust the arms on this, you know, or whatever else. You know, it's just really nice to have a community, too, of older sewists. And yeah, so it was good to be able to share also as a larger size as well as older. <laughs> so it's sharing the experience and sharing the knowledge. Christina, where can we find you online? So I have an Instagram, I have a blog, and I have a YouTube channel. And you can find these in my Instagram bio and my Glitch Me page. Great. I think we've now <laughs> covered everything. I hope you have a lovely evening and thank you for including me in your day. <laughs> Well, enjoy your whole day is yet to come. So enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. I hope you did see Christina as the guest editor on the Cyber 50 account earlier this year, showcasing her work. This episode of Cyber 50 podcast on So Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Christina Pekas, sound by bensound.com. Many thanks for the ongoing support of this podcast by the Patreon contributors. Their ongoing support enables me to develop these podcasts for free. Make sure you direct message Sandy and the editors at the Cyber 50 account on Instagram to contribute to the ongoing posts and challenges that the team promotes to the community of over 48,000 followers. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.